What's good, you guys? Welcome back to the Punchers Point with yours truly, Mario and Breezy. This is time for the prediction for Tyson Fury versus Francis Nagano will be taking place next Saturday at the Billabard Hall venue in Saudi Arabia on ESPN+. Plus. Now, a lot has been built up from this fight as far as Fury and his camp, Francis Nagano being a former UFC heavyweight from the Octagon the boxing ring. And, and this is probably one of them kind of fights where people really don't care to see to watch or tune into because you got an active champion like Tyson Fury who's fighting a UFC star who should be fighting somebody amongst his heavyweight peers. Now, as far as I get it, my prediction before I say on this situation, Mario, like what do you see about this fight? What makes you interested about this fight? Are you interested in this fight? And then if you want, you can go ahead and go in with your prediction. Then I'll go in with my prediction. Yeah, honestly, this is a good, it's uh, it's not what you typically would call your traditional boxing match, you know? I think for Tyson Fury, it's not really a good idea. It's all high risk, little reward. You know, again, if you beat Francis Ngannou, nobody's going to think anything of you, really. If you lose to him, then all of a sudden you've gone your entire career without losing, just to lose to a guy who doesn't even fight in the same sport as you. It's a lose-lose situation. It's not like McGregor and Mayweather where, it's a huge, huge payday and everything like that. If anything, the only person that's benefiting from this is Francis Ngannou. Either way, he's going to get his props. He's going to get his flowers. And credit to him for, like, you know, uh, searching for this opportunity and taking it, you know? However, it's going to be in Saudi Arabia. You know, I know they're definitely building up Saudi Arabia at as far as sports and everything like that. There's been a decent amount of boxing fights that have happened in Saudi Arabia. I know in soccer that they're starting to build – uh, UFC, if you think about like Abu Dhabi and Fight Island, Saudi Arabia has really grown in this in this in the sports industry. So credit to them. I'll say this. Say what you want about this fight. They probably had one of the best promos that I have ever seen. Like that editing of Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou just training, and you see like and you see like them hitting the pads, and then it shakes like the other person's room and everything like that. I think whoever came up with that promo, whoever edited that, did a great, great job. So credit to them because I think it was a really good promo. And a lot of people on the internet who are like, oh, it was trash. They're just haters. They don't want to see this fight. I'm not talking about the fight in general. I'm talking about the actual promo. They did a really good job building it up. Now, I do think there are going to be eyes on this fight. However, I just think it's going to be another influencer boxing thing where people are just aren't going to take it seriously. You know, and if I'm Tyson Fury, I'm saying to myself, why am I even doing this? Seriously, because I guess the whole thing is who's really the baddest man on the planet, but that's overplayed. That's overused. If I'm Tyson Fury, I'm saying to myself, why am I even taking this fight? I know I can outbox this guy for 12 rounds, but at one punch and I'm going lights out again. Y'all probably said he fought a guy like Deontay Wilder before who has a lot of power. Francis Ngannou has the world record for the hardest hitting punch. His punch is equal to a Ford Escort. That's how hard he hits. And you're going to tell me that this isn't a risk for Tyson Fury or crazy. Even if a guy doesn't know how to box, all it takes is one punch and that's it. And if Deontay Wilder has that, has that one punch knockout power, you know, Francis Ngannou definitely does. However, I like to think that Francis Ngannou is more of a striker. You know, obviously he's improved on his wrestling and everything like that. It can still use some work, but as a striker, I think he's a very good striker. But when it comes to boxing, it's a whole different thing. You know, I think in order for Fritz Ngannou to come out on top in this fight, 
he's going to have to change up his stance. He's going to have to take the tips that Mike Tyson has given him, which credit to him for my, finding Mike Tyson as a trainer as well. However, I also think that's a problem because Mike Tyson's training style was specifically built for him. You know, Mike Tyson had the stamina, the endurance, the energy to, to learn that style and to keep up with it. And it took him years, too. You know, he was a natural boxing once uh, Customato like ta taught him, but it took him years, it took him some time. So to teach Francis Ngannou this and to teach him this in such a short amount of time while he's fighting arguably the number one heavyweight in in the world right now, that, that's a hard task for Francis Ngannou to take. Worst thing comes to worst, he gets a big payday. If you're asking me if I'm more interested in this fight than an actual heavyweight bout, I'm going to tell you no. Because this, is have, this doesn't have no ranking. I don't think this is going to help him in the rankings whatsoever. I don't think this is going to help his status, really. You know, I just look at this as a glorified exhibition match. But it would be interesting to see how Francis Ngannou fights in the ring as far as a boxing ring in itself. How good of a boxer he truly is. And I, I just think as of right now, this is Francis Ngannou's chance to kind of seek money, seek money opportunities, uh, grab some very big paydays. And potentially, I do think he's going to train hard. You know, I do think that he's going to take this seriously. I think he'll have a okay, impressive outing. But as far as Tyson Fury, dude, there's no gain to this at all. At all. all there is is a loss. So we'll definitely watch it. You know, we're definitely going to give our reactions to it as well. And other than that, man, I think that's all I got to say. Now, Tyson Fury has came out and said that he's looking to take money type fights. He's looking to take fights that's more so based on payday and whatnot. To an extent, yeah, I get it. You're a boxer. You're supposed to get your bag. You're supposed to get your money. I get all that. But the thing that's not seen to process with me is that you still got names like Usyk in that weight class. You got up-and-coming talents. Why are you even gearing towards or a champion? Now, people can say what they want about, oh, Floyd, you fought Connor. Floyd fought Connor. Look, first of all, Floyd and Connor wasn't even for the title. And then when Floyd fought Connor, they didn't even count to his resume. By then, Floyd was technically already out. So even then, you people can't even make that comparison between what Floyd and Connor had to what Francis and uh, Nagano had. Now, I heard you bring up something about Deontay Wilder. Look, I I'm not no scientist. I'm not going to go out there and get punched by either of these guys to figure out who hits harder. Because in my opinion, that's neither here or there. At the end of the day, they both hit hard. And I've known that Fury has been dropped by Wilder plenty of times. Can Nagandu drop Fury? Yeah, he can. The difference is Wilder dropping Fury is that Wilder has a more fundamentally based boxing style. As in Nagandu, he tends to just throw, you know, what he can throw. And when he throws, he throws in hope of if it lands. And that's going to be a big if with this Tyson Fury fight. Because one thing about Tyson Fury, I'm going to tell you, even though I'm not I'm not no Fury fan. I'll tell you this. When Tyson Fury gets in the, in the ring with you, I'm going to tell you what he does. He moves around his feet for a heavyweight boxer who's like 6'9", and at the weight that he is, he does move around a lot. He does use head movement. But another thing that he does do is that he tends to lay on his opponent, which tires them out. That Why y'all think Tyson Fury be getting so much weight up on him when he goes to the weigh-in? Why you think he be weighing so much? Because he knows when he get in the ring, He's more than likely fighting somebody that's not going to equal up to the size of him. So when he gets in the ring, part of his style is to move around and box you and use head movement. But another part is to lay on you and get until you get tired. Hence what he did to Wilder. Wilder 
it's smaller than Fury. So he leaned on Wilder and he laid on Wilder to tie Wilder out. And I see him doing this with Francis because he's not going to want to stay in the pocket too long because at the end of the day, Francis still got that power. He still got one hit or quitter power. So he's not going to sit right there and just bang it out, bang it out, bang it out with Nagano. If he does that, then that's dumb. He's going to get knocked out. So what he's going to do is he's going to come in there how he does with any power puncher. He's going to box. He's going to keep his distance. He's going to lay on you. He's going to tire you out. I don't even know how many rounds this fight is. I don't know if it's six. I don't know if it's 10. I don't know if it's 12. I'm curious to know. I'm curious to see. Can't wait to see. Because depending on how this fight goes and depending on how many rounds this is, it's going to really tell us everything we need to know. If it's a 12-round fight, bro, Fury, Fury's going to have that in the bag. Nagano, I see Nagano being able to keep stamina for at most three rounds. Five at most, and we're going to top five because, you know, he's usually prone to 25 minutes, five rounds in the UFC, at most three to five rounds. Anything past that, Fury has that in the bag, right? So, and another thing I want to take into account, too, is that at the end of the day, Nagano's going to get a more status out of this than Fury. Because you know the whole Nagano story. He was in UFC, and he felt like he wasn't getting paid enough. And he wanted a, a buttload of money to fight John Jones, right? So he left Dana White, and now he's going to boxing, right? And another thing, too, is Francis Nagano mentioning the thing with Tyson Fury and the gloves and whatnot. Y'all already know my take on that. I felt like he, that Fury did do some suspect with his gloves. But my thing is this also is that if you feel like Fury has a suspect history and whatnot, what makes you think, like, why are you so prone to get in a ring with somebody you feel is a cheater? This is what I'm saying. Like, it's a payday thing. Like, you got to watch with these fighters and, and with these guys say a lot of times because a lot of times they tell on themselves and they don't even know it. And I like Francis Naganu. I honestly see him going in there. He's going to try. He's going to throw what he can throw. But whatever he can throw is going to be whatever he he can throw and that's going to be so limited it's going to be so limited to what he can throw and what he can get off and then by then you know Fury's going to be there all the way through the he's going to be all the way through the round it, whether if it's 6 10 12 he's going to be there the whole, whole fight and I don't feel like there's anything Mike Tyson excuse me can do to help uh, Nagano in this situation I mean cool and got Mike Tyson in it because look if we're going to be honest when Jake Paul fought Tyrone Willie, even though we could call that a clown show, we can. Even though Jake Paul fought Tyrone Willie, Tyrone Willie had Floyd Mayweather in his corner. So it's not necessarily about who's training you. It's about, about what can you do. Do you measure up to that kind of experience and levels of fighting? And I just feel like Fury is tons and tons and tons and tons of levels past Nagano in, in boxing. He has a puncher's chance, most definitely. If Fury gets too comfortable and just start playing around and start trying to do these little gestures and do all these little sticking the tongue out thing, like if he goes in there and play with Nagano, Nagano can crack him and get him out of there. But I don't really don't see Fury doing this. I see Fury going in there and just going on there and putting on the master class. If Nagano wins around, it'll probably be one. Maybe he'll get a knockdown. Maybe he'll even clip Tyson Fury, hit him with something hard, but. I don't really see this being no fight to where we got to be like, oh, it's 50 50. I got, well, all right, here's my prediction. If the fight is six rounds, I got Fury six round PKO. If it's 10, 12 rounds, Fury's just going to go ahead and beat him up and get him out of there. So 
my prediction for the fight is between rounds three and six, you will see Fury with a TKO, possible KO. At most, um, I say fifth round. Fifth round uh, TKO slash KO for Tyson Fury. I do see Naganu throwing. I do see Naganu trying. But I think with all the movement and then just him not having that exact boxing endurance is going to play a factor with him. Like, because I tell people, when you're in the UFC and when you get in the MMA, the endurance is different. The endurance is completely different. In UFC, you grapple, you get to the ground. So even when you're on the ground, you're still able to catch a breath. You're not throwing strikes constantly. I don't think we can sit right here and say that Nagano has had experience where he's had endurance to just stand for a whole fight without having to, you know, go to the ground. And we've seen in his last UFC performance when it was against Thurl Gunn, he included wrestling, which he definitely improved on his wrestling. He took uh, Nagano, I mean, he took, excuse me, he took Gunn to the ground and whatnot. So, I don't think the endurance is going to match up to the boxing in this fight. And like I said, fifth round TKO slash KO uh, by Fury. I think while I think Naganu is going to probably get carried away or something, he's going to kind of be at a point where he's just trying to like throw out what he can. can. I'd be like, Naganu is going to try to throw something, then Fury's going to catch him and rock him. Then at this point, we're going to see Fury just punch off on him and punches and bunches, and then we're going to see the ref come in and just wait to fight off. And then everybody's going to give respect to Naganu for getting the fight with Fury. Then, of course, it's going to be Fury fans, and they're chanting, and, ah, Fury, Fury. You know, it's going to be a typical Fury fight, basically. It's just, he's going to go in there and get a TKO, and that's just going to be that. And then, of course, Fury's going to hug on Naganu and compliment him and call him all these things, and et cetera, et cetera. So, yep, that's my prediction. I think that Ngannou is going to come in a little heavier. I think he's going to hit around like 260. And I think that's going to be something that could benefit him, but also something that could haunt him too. Because you also got to realize the more weight that you carry is the more energy that you're exhausting. So I don't think that Fury leaning on him is going to matter too much. Like as far as energy, I think it'll take away some energy for sure. However, I don't think that Ngannou is going to come in as light as like a Deontay Wilder would. That's number one. Again, I, I agree with what you said. I think Fury is going to go in there, use head movement, kind of play it safe, you know, keep his space, hit him with some jabs and everything like that. I think Ngannou will have his moments. I just don't think it'll be enough. I can definitely see Tyson Fury pushing this a little bit. I can definitely see it going past the sixth round. Not because I don't think Tyson Fury can knock him out before then. I think he most definitely can. But I think it's going to be something like Floyd Mayweather did with Connor, where he's just going to carry him throughout the fight, and then 10-11 round, he's going to knock him out. Or nine. I'll go ninth round. I think he's going to knock him out in the ninth round, to be honest with you. I don't think it's going to be, like, knocked out cold. I think he might knock him down, uh, and Gano will get back up, and then Tyson Fury will just, like, TKO him, and the ref will stop the fight. So I think that's probably what's going to happen, like a ninth round TKO, just because I can see Fury kind of carrying on and up, just carrying it longer than what he should. I think Fury, uh, excuse me, I think Ngannou's best chance to win this fight, I think it's to rely on your power. You know what I'm saying? When he comes in, clip him. You know, try, uh, you better be working on your stamina because if you think that you, it requires the same stamina that you had in the UFC, you're crazy. You better rely on your stamina. You better be prepared to fight a 45-minute fight. That's basically, that's the truth to it. 
you better be prepared to fight a 45 minute fight or else if not then what's the point of you even being here or excuse me 36 minutes because yeah it's three minutes per round so 36 minutes excuse me on that you better be prepared to fight a 36 minute he, he better be prepared for that he better use his power again learn how to use your jab don't just come in hooking at him because he's going to beat you every time learn how to use your jab if he puts his weight on you you put your weight on him you know what i'm saying like you gotta you gotta tire him out that's that's just the way you gotta fight you know you gotta make sure that when he comes in, because again, he is the longer fighter. He does have the longer reach and he is the taller fighter. When he comes in, clip him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, lure him in to get closer and then hit, and then hit him. I think that's the best way in, uh, Francis Ngannou is going to win this fight. Tyson Fury, the best way he's going to win this fight is what we predicted. Just jab, move around, use your head movement. Don't get hit with some crazy stuff. Because we also got to remember, he's got to fight two months after with Alexander Usyk. That's the biggest risk of all. You're risking an undisputed heavyweight championship fight. You're risking your health for that fight to fight Francis Ngannou with nothing on the line. That's why it's a huge risk. You have a fight two months after that. Why are you taking this? Or even then, even if you're going to take this fight, why did you agree to the Usyk fight two months after? That's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Unless you're more than confident with yourself, unless you're 100% certain, which nothing in this world is 100%. That you can knock out Francis Ngannou without taking damage, which I find not hard to believe. That you're not going to take any damage in this fight. I think Tyson Fury could have played this a lot smarter, you know. And I'm being, and again, like I, we're not the biggest Tyson Fury fans on this podcast, but I'm being completely honest right now. I'm being fair. I'm not letting my emotions get involved in it. I'm concerned about Tyson Fury's health. You're fighting one of the hardest punchers in the world, and two months after, you're going to go fight Alexander Usyk. I know you're a better boxer than him. I know that you can run circles around him, but it only takes one shot. And in this fight, it's in jeopardy. You know, so I do wish them both the best. I hope that they both are healthy for this fight. I hope that after the fight, they're both healthy regardless of the outcome. But you can't help to look at this fight and say this is a risk. But if you're asking me for my final prediction, I think Tyson Fury, ninth round TKO. I think he'll carry it a little bit longer. TKO him. I think the MMA community will give props to Francis Ngannou and best believe that Tyson Fury is going to get a like their the fans might like him in that venue but best believe that if you go on social media after this fight they're going to give Tyson Fury a lot of shit they're going to give him a lot of trouble they're going to give him a lot of you're going to see the comments go crazy they a lot of people will start picking Usyk and everything like that I just think that Tyson Fury needs to watch out for this fight. He needs to be aware. He needs to be, he needs to be very, very careful because if not, then you're just risking one of the greatest feats that you could ever achieve as a boxer, which is becoming undisputed and especially becoming the first ever undisputed heavyweight champion in the four bell era. So I do wish them both the best of luck. I hope that we get to see a good boxing fight. You know, I know that we're not so confident that we're going to see one, but I hope that we get to see a good boxing fight. I hope that it, it's a fight that the fans will love. I hope the fighters stay safe before and after the fight. And unless you got anything else to say, Breezy, I'd say we wrap it up there. I agree with everything you said. He's going to catch a lot of heat. I mean, come on. You're fighting a former UFC heavyweight champion. And I don't know how many rounds. I'm assuming it's about 10 or 12 rounds. So, yeah. like I yeah. said, I'm going to stick with my prediction. Around five, around six, TKO or KO. I don't know. I just think when boxers, like 
They get in the ring with a boxer and they feel the difference in them gloves compared to them UFC gloves. It makes a difference also. Do I feel like Fury is going to keep this fight going for a long time? No. I think Fury knows that the biggest factor, the big risk in this fight is Nagano's power. And whether, you know, whether we feel full and I mean, all it takes is one punch. And I feel like the longer this fight goes, I mean, the more, in a way, the more desperate Nagano's going to be for that punch. So it's going to kind of lead to him to just throw reckless and throw anything. And in those reckless, desperate punches, one of those might be a put you out type punch. So I don't see Fury trying to keep this going along. I feel like if he does, it will be done. Even though Fury's a little goofball and he tries to play around and be child on the ring, I just don't see him trying to do that with this because it wouldn't make sense for him to. And, you know, it's just, it's already a high risk, low reward. And this little JoJo thing, like, that's a bigger, that's a bigger risk and a dumber risk. So I don't see him trying to take that risk at all because he, he knows. That's all I really got to say. I want y'all to tune into the Puncher's Point. Continue tuning in. You know, season two is around the corner. It's going to start in January when you got some brand new things that are going to be coming out. Make sure you're on the lookout for that come next year. But even before then, you know, we keep dropping content. Make sure y'all keep on listening to the pod. Again, we keep saying it. Tell everybody that you know. If you got to shout it on the top of Mount Everest so everybody in the whole world can hear you, do that, please. So... With that being said, make sure y'all keep tuning in and make sure you stay on point with the puncher's point.